Hi neighbor, this is Steve Sargent, and welcome to another episode of Who Are the People in Your Neighborhood? A podcast that seeks, as Mr. Rogers sang, the people that you meet as you're walking down the street each day. Each episode, we talk to everyday people about life, work, home, and general human stuff that we all deal with day to day, though maybe not in the same way. That's where this series comes in. We hope it incites a little more empathy in all our lives. In this episode, we speak to Ashley, a physical therapist assistant from Atlanta. Sit back and enjoy. To give you a little background, my mom, who was the oldest of like five or six, grew up very poor in New York. Her father died when she was young, and she kind of had to help her mom, who was not educated. They were from Puerto Rico. Me and my two sisters are the only ones from my mother's side of the family to go to college. I had this grand idea that I wanted to join the Peace Corps. (laughs) And I thought, what would be a good skill? Like, what could I take somewhere else that would be valuable? And I was like, PT kind of popped into my brain. Um, Unfortunately, Auburn did not have a PT program, but they had a, they had a pre physical therapy curriculum where you could, you could get your undergrad and by the time you were done, you would have any prerequisite. So I'm a physical therapist assistant. So uh, mine okay. was a um, associate's degree. Got it. Okay. And that was after your bachelor's, or you got a bachelor's and then you got an associate specifically in. I got the bachelor's career. first and then the associates. Got it. When you get an evaluation from a PT, it involves a chart review. You're looking at all the medicine. You're looking at the anatomy. You're you're making a you're making an assessment, and they use that that word a lot. That evaluation and assessment are terms yes. that are used from the PT side, right? Because they're making a medical judgment and assessment based on a larger body of knowledge that included a lot more than a associate level degree would be. They come up with that plan of care and they say, okay, based on this, this, and this, and this, this is what we want to accomplish. The PTA from that point on can do whatever, whatever. to make that happen. They have the, the skill set to, to work on all of those things with some minor exceptions with wound care and um, something called dry needling, which is very similar to acupuncture. Where did you start? Like, did you join a larger practice? Or? I started at the one place that I swore I would never go. Because when, when you're in these programs, you have these clinical rotations where you go and you work under a PT or a PTA and they kind of supervise you and you get graded and you, you know, they kind of see how you're doing and then you go back to school and and then as you're as you get further in the program then the next one you do might be a little bit more challenging and my last clinical rotation was at a skilled nursing facility um, which had a nursing home component to it so it was long-term care geriatrics and I had a very bad experience my clinical instructor who was supervising me she and I just did not it was oil and water so it wasn't the patient, it was, it no, was the person. No, it was her, on. but she kind of soured me on the whole experience. Sure enough, my first job out was a skilled nursing facility. And I ended up loving it. Because um, 
because in the end, I love geriatrics and I love, I just love them. What's I, the most rewarding part of that? I think it's knowing that you've brought about something positive and it may not even be a physical one. It could be, there's so much psychosocial to it where just interaction, touching, you know, I, th I think that geriatrics in our culture is, I mean, I don't think we take care of the elderly like we should. And I think I've, I've seen a lot of instances where, you know, they just, they, they don't treat them as if they are a value to society. You're like, you just put out to pasture. And um, they have amazing stories to tell. They crack me up. And they've lived long enough where they don't give a flip. They will tell it like it is. It's awesome. That's it awesome. It's absolutely awesome. So that's that's what I do like. I think the, the downsides are, you know, you're dealing with a lot of chronic disease and, and maybe things that you are not going to make a dent in. And you try and try and try, but it's still... You, you still may not be able to get them where they want to be. If someone wanted to help, not having the background, not having that experience or your certifications, what would you suggest to them? I'd say a lot of, um, almost every long-term care or independent living or assisted living, all of them, any, any business that's catering to geriatrics usually has some sort of activity program. And it could be anything. I mean, you could come in and make arts and crafts, or you could play music, or... Um, there's usually different different levels that you can get involved in. Um, and I would, I would definitely recommend it. I think, it's, I think it's something that could be really cool for young kids to do, and to let them know early on, you know, to have a respect for their elders. And, you know, it's, it's just kind of sad to see when, you, when people are like, I just don't know how to talk to them. I'm like, they're people. They're people. Like, you don't, you don't change anything. And I think I noticed early on that I had an, an ability to communicate with them easily. And there wasn't, I didn't have any sort of hang up with working with older people. I remember a woman who lived to be, I'm going to say she was 96, maybe 97, because I remember, um, I have a picture of her with a, a like a football jersey on, it had 95. <laughs> and it, <laughs> That's great. Um, her name was Bernice, and I loved her to death. She loved to play Scrabble. Got it. And her... I, I loved playing Scrabble myself, and nine times out of ten, every whenever we were together, we just played Scrabble. And I actually found a bunch of the score sheets, and she would she would kill me, and I would be uh, I would be trying like I was not like oh just let the old lady yeah. win. <laughs> so come to find out, she was a like a code cracker cryptographer during the war. Like she would scour newspapers looking for coded messages like she was a bright lady Brilliant. she's she's stuck with me um a lot throughout the years because she was i just thought she was really cool to talk to the other thing that i like about um working in in the setting that i do is that 
um, as opposed to a hospital, you know, somebody might come in, sure. you see them for like a day or two, they might leave the next day. If it's like an orthopedic case, they've got a knee replacement, you, and, you get them up, you, you walk them around and, and you're cycling through a lot of patients quicker. And in an outpatient geriatrics field or even skilled nursing, you're with them for longer periods of time. I still love what I do. The 90% of my, my stress and my just absolute ability to get frazzled has to do with the healthcare environment of Medicare. Got it. So I know I will continue to practice. I, I really think at some point it's just going to wear me down because the... Well, it's the, labor intensive. It's physically trying, is it not? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a physical job. You're, you're lifting people. And it's an emotional job. You're, you know, sure. you're dealing with them, and you're dealing with families. And there's wow. there's great families that are hugely supportive, and that's wonderful. But then you've got some dysfunctional families, and you're you feel like the kind of everything's working against you. But in the end, you know, it's it's not just the physical. It's the it's the demands of the payer who is who is paying for your services, and it's Medicare. Right. And those are those are finite resources at this point. Productive time, and I put air quotes on that, is what you can bill the patient for. Got it. So what anything other than that is considered unproductive. Well, that could be answering the phone. That could be stopping to talk with a family member in the hallway. There are things that are not billable that are clearly important to do my job. The people that care, and I'm telling you, that's everyone in healthcare. I mean, nobody goes into healthcare because they don't care. Some get worn down, um, but everybody cares. And in, you just continue to do what you know is right, even though you know you're working off the clock or you're just not gonna get paid for it. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Who Are the People in Your Neighborhood? Be sure to subscribe and we'll see you real soon.